Hello and welcome Resplendency. God bless you. We are so glad to have you here with us live here at Resplendency. Thank you so much for joining with us. Thank you for joining us with us today to, to study God's word and be encouraged. Um, we're not thanking you because we need We're thanking you because we know that together God is going to have a great time. God's going to be here and meeting us. We're going to have a great time together. So it's really awesome that we're joined together uh, in this time. We're really glad to be here. As many of you noticed, and even last Sunday, or maybe you're just watching now, you didn't watch last week, but if you did see last week, you saw that, yes, I, Joel, is, is uh, going to be doing today's service. I'm going to be bringing God's word by the power of the Holy Spirit, and I just want to honor again and thank Pastor Chris and Pastor Natalie for this humbling and very gracious opportunity to bring God's word in front of you. I really am very grateful for this. I'm very um I reverence this opportunity because I know that it's not to be taken lightly when you speak in front of people, specifically the Word of God. And I know that the Lord is is bringing this Word not just upon you, but He's brought it upon me. And this is everything that I'm saying is a challenge for me and for you. It's not just for you. I, I have to live by this stuff because I have to not just say it's something I just read, but I have to believe. And God wants us for all of us, right? This, look, look at our shirts, right? Pray and believe in God. We we, we have to believe. We have to believe. We have to have faith. We have to understand these things. So I'm just so glad to have you all here with us. And and uh, before we get into to the Word, I want to make sure we take some moments just to give you all some brief updates once again. So on Tuesday, on Tuesday, this is important. This is our, our referred to as our most important meeting. Pastor Chris and Pastor Natalie say that often, and it is true. We'll have our prayer meeting live here on the Resplendency YouTube channel at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's this Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Sorry, 7, 7 p.m. I keep saying 7.30. Oh, my goodness. What am I saying? 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. My apologies for that. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard I'm thinking about our Sundays at 9.30 Eastern for some reason, so... Please forgive me for that. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Prayer meeting. It's really important that we are joined in together in prayer, united by faith. You can send your prayer requests in advance of the prayer meeting to contact at resplendency.com. That's contact at resplendency.com. And we really encourage you all to send those emails in advance. Uh, but of course, if you have right now a prayer meeting, uh, sorry, a prayer request that's on your heart, make sure you drop that in the comments section. If you're watching this later, you can drop that in the comments section, that prayer request. Uh, you also can type it in the live chat, and we'll make sure we have that documented live for Pastor Chris when we're on for the prayer meeting so that we can pray and join together in faith about what uh, you are believing God for, what you're putting, bringing before him. You know, it can be something that you're that you're that you're challenge that you're facing right now a challenge in your life. Uh, it could be something that you're like, oh my goodness, this is for this is something that I'm believing for the future. That you know, right now that I'm walking and I'm believing in. Commit all things to God, the hard things, the past, the present, the future, the things that we're thankful for. In fact, the Bible even says when we come before Him in prayer, the first thing we ought to do is just tell Him how we thank Him, be thankful. Which, I mean, makes sense, right? Like, whenever somebody is, is asking you to do something, it's nice when they have an attitude of gratitude, not an attitude of gimme. And, that, and that's a lot of people have looked upon Jesus like Santa Claus in the sky, that he's just going to drop us gifts just because we just, you know, 
say something or like as if we're going to be naughty or nice and that's how it works. No, 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 no. It's not gimmicky. It's not to be that way. So, so when we pray and we really uh, believe in the Lord and we really come before God, it's important that we are coming to Him with faith and humbly and with thanksgiving. So really encourage you all to watch our live stream of our prayer meeting, 7 p.m. on Tuesday, Eastern Standard Time, here on the Response YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe. We also want to encourage you all that you would follow us on social media. Follow Resplency on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Fill your feed with food. That is the Word of God. That you would be fed with the Word of God. Be encouraged by the Word of God. Just think about the Lord. Meditate on His Word. Meditate on His goodness. Let Him be on our hearts and our mouth, our minds and our mouths. Let Him just flow out of us. So, so make sure that you are following Resplency on these social medias. It's important. I don't just follow just on one. I follow on Facebook. That's all I... Even if you don't get on Twitter much, or you don't get on Instagram much, or maybe you're always on TikTok, but you're not on these other ones. But if you have an account for those, follow anyways. Because the few times you do log in, you'll make sure you still have on your feed this encouragement. We have so many things that are consuming us these days. Why can't we just be consumed with the goodness of God? Maybe not everything you're being consumed with I'm saying is a bad thing. I'm not trying to come across with a negative connotation. I want to be clear about that. But I'm just saying... Is not the goodness of God just so refreshing and, and changes us? Is that not the one thing that sets us free? So, so have it as many places as you can. I really encourage that. And, and we also want to encourage you to download the Resplendency app. You could download the Resplendency app on your iPhone or your Android device. Uh, you know, keep it on you. You're mobile. You're going around. You have this on you. And, and every week there's an encouraging word that gets pushed right out on that app. You'll get a pop-up of something. And it's uh, scriptures. And it's encouraging us. Again, just, just, just keep running after God. Keep running after God. This is what we do. Even when, you, even when you have doubts or when you're having hardships, don't run from Him, run to Him. That is the thing I would encourage more and more and more so this we can grow our faith. So make sure you download the Resplendency app. It's really important you do that. Resplendency. It's free. Get that app on your device and it's really, uh, really going to be good for you. Also, make sure that you are subscribed for the other future content that we have here on the Resplenza YouTube channel. We've got quick moments in prayer. So important. Love those. You, you can't have enough prayer. Yeah, we've got the prayer meetings, but have these quick moments of prayer. Um, you can also watch our Be Resplendent episodes. These are Bible studies and encouragements that I really, really enjoy and am thankful for. So, look, there's there's playlists on the Responsive YouTube channel. You can have this stuff automatically just playing. Have it playing in your house. Have it playing in your car. Um, you know, pl playing in the background where you're at. And, and, and just continue to have an atmosphere of faith that's so important to have. And just have things that, that are really welcoming the Holy Spirit. It's, you know, we, we are hosts of the presence of God. Make sure that you're a good host. Don't just be a host. So, you know, I really, really encourage you all to do that. Make sure you're subscribed to the Resplendency YouTube channel for all that amazing content. And, you know, with, with that being said, we're going to be getting ready to, to dive into God's Word here. Um, you know, I, I do want to make sure I, I say the same thing I said at the beginning of the last one. You know, there is uh, sensitivity around what I'm speaking about today. Uh, this is about exposing and ending generational curses, exposing and ending generational curses. Now, we, we exposed a lot of them last week. We're going to focus more on the ending them this, this week. So I really am I'm really excited about it. We're going to take a lot of time in prayer. However, I do want to make sure I'm clear. Um, you know, 
make sure that 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 you're that you're you're in a comfortable environment that that um, your understanding of the fact that there's some sensitive things that are going to be spoken here that you know may make you think about certain uh, things that have happened in your family, some hardships maybe you face, maybe some things you're currently facing, um, some things that you're seeing around other people, some very sensitive things like that that could come to mind, and I understand that that's very real, and and so I want to make sure that I, I I I say that in advance of what we're going into, and I also like if you have children that are listening, you know we're talking about curses, we're talking about ending these things, you know make sure that you're there. I think all Bibles should have parental guidance. That's just a personal opinion. Uh, I think that that we are to the Bible says to raise children up in the way they should go, so they not depart from it when they grow old. So make sure that you're doing this as together as a family. Freedom is found as a family here today in the name of Jesus. We still thankful for that. So we just want to make sure we encourage that. You know, we don't don't just put this on in front of the kid, walk walk away, and you know we're talking about things and like wait a second, I don't really understand. Let's 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 dive it together. Let's understand. Let's study it together. And we're so grateful for this. And and look. This, the great thing about this is we're live right now, but it's also on demand. So after this is done, you can go back and re-watch and re-listen and break down and ask the Holy Spirit for, for more um, uh, uh, discernment and understanding from, from God. The Holy Spirit can do that. So you make sure you do that and, and, and um, you you know can do the same thing with last week as well. The same thing with last week as well. All right, so let's just let's join together in prayer here. Oh God, we worship you. We thank you, God. We glorify your name. You are holy. You are awesome. You are righteous. God, you are the name. Jesus has the name above all names. May you be exalted in this place and in these people's lives, God, right now. May your Holy Spirit be so real. May your Holy Spirit be so close that people can literally feel it, God, around them in a way that they've maybe never even felt it before. Oh, Lord, that you would reveal yourself to people, Lord. If people, need, if people need to cry, God, if people need to shout, oh, Lord, if people need to just do something to, to get away from distractions, I pray that, God, you would let them be free to do that. I pray that, God, you would protect them from distractions, God. You would keep them, oh, Lord, from, from things that would try to keep their mind away from what you are delivering, oh, Lord. I pray that you would keep me, oh God, that I wouldn't say anything I'm not supposed to say, that I would not just uh, um, behave in a way that I'm not supposed to behave, but oh God, that I dedicate myself right now as your vessel, as your servant, oh God, that you would allow me to deliver this word, God, with grace and with humility, Lord, for your people, that together, God, we can rise above these things. And I thank you, Holy Spirit. You are the light in the darkness, and you are exposing this very day things that have tried to be hidden, things that have tried to be locked up, things that have tried to be ignored. I thank you, the Holy Spirit. You are the one that will shine that light today in the name of Jesus. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you, oh Lord, would be so exalted by this that God, people would literally change forever and never be the same, never go back, never see these things again. I thank you, Holy Spirit, you can do that, God. We can't do it on our own, but we need you, God. So right now in your presence, we say, come, come, come and have your way, oh Jesus. We need you like never before. Come like a rushing wind. Come like a rushing wind, oh Holy Spirit. I thank you for this, oh God, my strength and my redeemer. Anoint this by your power. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So as I said before, you're talking about exposing and ending generational curses exposing and ending generational curses if you remember uh last week uh in the last message i spoke about 
what actually is a generational curse? What is a generational curse? I want to make sure I stop for a second and just reiterate this really briefly here. Uh, it is, this isn't a definition that, that was put together from studying, um, so, you know, taking scriptures and, and putting it together and putting it in a way that we can kind of uh, study this together. So I'm, I'm, I'm teaching at the moment, not preaching yet. But um, what is a generational curse? It is a wicked and evil reoccurring pattern that is traced in bloodlines of families. It is a evil reoccurring pattern that is traced in bloodlines of families. And it is evil. It is something that we may be even used to. It's not uncommon to us. It is not something that seems maybe that much strange. It is something that maybe you become familiar with. Casual. You talk about it casually. You know, you talk to, to, to you know, cousin Ray Ray and, and, and this family and that one. And you just, hey, I remember this one went through and that one went through. And yeah, it's a, it's a part of the discussion that you may have. Something you recognize. Something you just, something that you expect. It is a generational curse. It is a generational curse. You can trace it from the father. You can trace it from the mother. Um, as I said last week, you know, uh, doctors, scientists, you know, they understand this best. Many times you go to a physician and they'll ask you to fill out paperwork and they'll say, okay, do you have a history of, and then they'll ask, do you hear, does your family, anyone in, that, 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 that's in your bloodline, have this issue that was before you? They even understand that it can be traced. There are so many new things, new science understandings, things you like, I did not even think that would even be connected. Like stuff that you're like, wait a second, that doesn't, I thought that was just like a, a individual thing. How does that even, and yet we're finding that these little things are, affect future generations. Um, in, in, in a scientific standpoint, they're discovering these things, okay? And so, so we, we understand, and you go, go back last week, and then we, we talked at, at length about understanding what demonic spirits are, and how demonic spirits are things that, 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 um, that, that are invisible, that attack us, that, that, that we don't even see, that they'll play the long game, that they have been around longer than us, um, they, they, they are the kind of ones that they know our family history. They're older than us. They, you know, you've been around this amount of years. You, you may, you know, like there's things like people are using right now, like, you know, things like, like Ancestry, these other different companies that are saying the family line, the family tree. And, and, and I, I, you know, I, I've gone to see some of those and it's amazing. You know, they got, you go on there and they got documents of people's census reports, like all these kind of things showing on there. And people are finding family members they didn't know and all this kind of stuff, right? It's, it's incredible. What, what, what can be found through the family line through documentation and, 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 and literal uh, government uh, documentation that's, that's being provided in these things. It's incredible, right? And, and, and so people may not even know sometimes who their ancestors are. Let's be real. Most of us don't know people you know, that have been around 150 years before we were alive. <laughs> we, we don't know, right? And we don't know what they did. We don't know what they said. We maybe know what we've heard of. Some people, you know, maybe you have a famous person in your family was documenting certain things, but we didn't know them like that. Let's be honest, right? But these demonic spirits know 
from future and past. They know past generations. They, they've been there. They've been around all that time. They've seen them and they know what's in the family line. And they know that the family has sent them now to continue to chase you. Been sent on that assignment to continue to chase you. These are the kind of things that, that we understand. Um, they don't care how long it takes to attack you. You know, it can, you, you, you might say, oh, you know, I, I, I pray a little bit. I study a little bit. These things will play the long game. They'll take, they don't care if it takes time, 10 minutes or 10 years until they have you that they will stay on that assignment of chasing you because it is a, a generational curse that was, that was over you. We've also talked about how they cannot be caged, they cannot be killed. We understand that the Bible talks about this as a significant. People think, oh, oh, I, the people rejoice. Yay, you know, this this one is gone. This 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 person is, is dead. This person's not around. They were so evil. Everybody knows it was bad. It was horrible. They're gone. It's over. Great. Just because the person is dead does not mean the spirit is. The evil spirit, the generational curse still lives on. We talked about this in uh, Mark chapter 5, verses uh, 1 through 20, and when you go back and you read these things. But we understand that these, these evil spirits, they cannot be killed. They can only be bound. The Bible talks about this, okay? So you oh, this. I thought, you know, and you, you think you legislate it. You think that uh, this, this thing is, is dead and this person is gone or whatever. And then you're like, I thought we dealt with that in... You know, 1915, why is it in 2023 this thing's still going on? Because even though the person and the people may not have been around, the spirit still is. Okay? Exposing and ending generational curses. So, today I'm going to talk more about the reasons for generational curses. And I'm going to talk about ending the generational curses. And we're going to spend much time in prayer together. And we're going to go about our day and walk up in freedom from here. In the name of Jesus. That's what we're going to do together. Thank you, Lord. So some of the reasons, and I, I, I want to be clear, I'm not going to go over all of the reasons. Um, I, I, I have studied and I will actually be continuing to study these things because there's so many different uh, parts of Scripture that you begin to say, hold on a second, I, I'm seeing things I didn't maybe see before or, or, or having deeper understanding. So God is still giving revelation. I want to be clear on this, okay? But these are a few of the things that the Bible talks about immediately. It says a curse, and we understand that these curses still continue on through generations. One of the first things that, that we can point to is idolatry. Idolatry or misuse of God's name. These can lead to curses that continue for generations. In fact, in Exodus 20, verse 4, Exodus 20, verse 4, You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to thousands of generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord thy God, 
for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. So we hear, we read here how the, the, this is a very strong word from the Lord. This is a very commanding word from the Lord. This is not a, a, a you know, a gray area. This is very serious. Idolatry. What is an idol? These are things that we set above us in a higher place, that we exalt above, our, above us and more specifically above God. We put things in places that are a priority to us. Idols, things that, we, that consume our mind, things that consume our time, things that consume us when we don't even, it's not even a priority, it doesn't even, it's not something that, that, that you need to, to spend much time on, but you still are, 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 are going to this thing and, and you love it for whatever reason it might be. That is an idol. In the old days, the people used to carve out idols of the very things. They used to actually design them, and they would be very symbolic. Oh, this one, you know, and you can go through history and read it. Okay, this one represents, uh, you know, the businessman. And so he's holding, you know, a bag of coins, and they would worship. I mean, I'm not, I'm, it sounds funny. Like, you can look this stuff up. Very, very symbolic. Very, very symbolic, right? And, and so today, in the modern day and age, you know, there are many things that can be idols. There are things that I understand take up time because of a responsibility that is not the same as an idol. I understand there are things that we may think a lot about because it is something that we actually need to tend to. It is something that we, it would, 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 would be um, something that would be neglectful if we didn't. I understand that. So I'm, I'm not talking about that as an idol. I'm even saying that I understand that we have time of things that we just really enjoy, that, that, that are really, really uh, fun. Uh, I don't know. I like to, to play basketball. Okay, I like to, you know, go out there and, and exercise. I don't you know. I, I, there's different things with different people. I understand this, right? doesn't have to necessarily be an idol. These things become idols when they overwhelm and consume us. And the Bible makes it clear that these are the things of those generations who hate me. I would pose the question, if it is an idol, it is most likely drawing you away from God. It is most likely something that is either making you to reconsider God are you sure you fully believe all of it? Maybe cherry picking? Uh, some of this is nice. Some of this is not. Um, maybe it's something that, uh, you know, you have a choice between God and this. And you always choose this over God. Always. I mean, it's not even like, it's not even like 60, 40. You know, like, like you're like, no, this, oh, I'm going, yeah, totally. Nope. Um. You know, you let other things get it. You let this thing get in the way of God. Like, oh, this is, I like this thing. You know, that it's something that the Lord has is, is, is told me to do, spend time in. I don't know. I'm going to give you a hypothetical. Uh, you know, maybe it's, it's, it's something as simple as, as a Bible study that you really been wanting to study. Something that you personally uh, set outside. Like, hey, I'm going to study this thing. I bought a, a Bible study book and I'm going to do this whole thing. Every time it comes to Bible study, why is it all of a sudden you're like, I'm just so tired, so I'm going to sleep. I'm not going to do it right now. I, I'm going to go to bed. I'm, I'm tired. 
demonic spirits, demonic spirits, pulling you away, pulling you away. In fact, I've heard so many people say, and the Bible talks about this, because sometimes we were like, how come? I, I, like, can I just be real for a moment here? I'm just, I'll get back to preaching in a second, but like, it'll be real a moment. There's times where like, you feel like you are doing everything right and everything wrong is happening to you. Like, I'm not saying you are doing everything right, but you feel like you are making a conscious effort. You were like, I am doing that Bible study. I am doing these things. I'm, I'm changing things. I'm, I'm cutting off things that have been pulling me away. I'm seeking God. And, I, and I'm, and I'm going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And you're like, why is all of hell breaking loose against me? But then when you feel like you're not doing that much, like you're like putting in the bare minimum or none at all into your effort, your, your relationship with God, it's like things are fine. Like you feel like there's a peace, like everything's okay. It's not that bad. Like I don't have all these crazy attacks coming against me. But all of a sudden, like I'm doing, I'm doing, it's like, why is it like there is like all these things I'm dealing with all of a sudden out of nowhere? Demonic oppression. Demonic oppression. It is very real. It is very, very real. So one of the other things here that also we can identify as a reason for a generational curse number two Disobedience and disloyalty. Disobedience and disloyalty. 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 This is this is incredible. So so when 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 we when we read about uh, in in Second Kings chapter five, Second Kings chapter five, verse twenty six, it says, "But Elisha asked him, Did, don't you realize that I was there in spirit when Naaman stepped down from his chariot to meet you?" Is this the time to receive money and clothing, olive groves and vineyards, sheep and cattle, and male and female servants? Because you have done this, you and your descendants will suffer from Naaman's leprosy forever. When Gehazi left the room, he was covered with leprosy. His skin was white as snow. We read this and we understand, and you go back, and read more of this in 2 Kings chapter 5. Naaman was a man who had leprosy and also was a man with a title. Last week, go back and check it out. I talked about God, that the evil spirits do not care what position, stature, success that you have. These generational curses will still chase after you no matter what you look like, what you think your success is, what you think things might be, how you've done different than everyone else before you, and how good and all this stuff. It, that Demonic spirits don't care about that. They consider to chase. And so we saw that with Naaman here in Second Kings chapter 5, where Naaman is a man who is a great army general commander, very esteemed man, and yet he has the skin condition that is just plaguing him. I mean, imagine being so successful. You got money, you got this, that, slaves, all this kind of stuff. You, I mean, you're doing so well, but your skin, you can't get intact. It's out of your control. So, so the man of God, Elisha, is sent for because the, one of the servants of, of the, the soldier tells, hey, there's a man of God in town. Maybe you should seek him out. And, you know, we understand that Naaman was not a, 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 a person who believed in God. 
um, the believed of the God of the Israelites. He was someone who followed different different patterns. However, he he he, he goes and he has a humbling and he has to do a public act of, of essentially a baptism that, that we can look at modern day. Um, you know, at the time he's got to dunk himself seven times. The Bible says, and he does with obedience exactly what Elisha tells him to do. He says, dunk seven times is exactly the same thing that God tells him to do, that Elisha says to do, which is from what God told Elisha to tell him to do, right? As, as a prophet on assignment. And so when we get to this part here, he's been healed. Naaman wants to give money and jewels and all this and servants and flaw. I mean, look, you go down the list here, olive groves and vineyard. I mean, he was going to really... He was, he was going to change the man's life, okay? And Elisha's like, I'm good. I'm not supposed to take this. Keep it. It's okay. That's not for me because that's what God told him, right? But then the person who works with Elisha named Gehazi follows Naaman after the fact and says, hold on, time out. Elisha wants me to take this. So, Elisha didn't. God told him not to. He takes the things. He comes back and acts like he didn't take it. And that's when it's been called out in front of him. And Elisha says, now, unfortunately, what you have taken has now led for the illness from somebody else who was not in your bloodline to now join to your bloodline and, and for the future. Whew! He was disobedient because there was a word from God. God used the servant, Elisha, but it was the word of God that was being spoken. Do not touch. Do not take. There are items. There are things you were not supposed to have taken that you thought it seemed good. You may even thank God for. That was so nice. Thank you so much. So kind. Praise the Lord. You know how many people would say, God is so good. You know, I, 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 I just been in ministry and, you know, this person just gave me all this stuff. The key about this was the person was trying to pay for the anointing. That was what led to the issue. But the man, God, he obeyed, he obeyed and listened and did not give Elisha. Because God used Elisha to speak the word of the Lord and say, no, I'm not, this is not supposed to be taken. And he went about his way. The man left in obedience and did not, and did not do it. He was healed. He was free. He said, okay, the man don't want it. Pick up stuff. Keep going. It was Gehazi who chased the very thing after the fact. What are you chasing can lead to a generational curse. Now, the thing about generational curses, people might say is, well, you know, what if Gehazi didn't have a family and this and whatever? Oh, it don't matter. If you, even if you are the last of the bloodline, it's still in your bloodline. You, now, you see Gehazi in an instant has this happened to his skin. Instantly, the Bible says it, and it, he goes away, and it goes white, and he's got these issues now, right away. Do not play around when it comes to being obedient to the word of the Lord. When you don't know any better, the people in the world, there's, there's a lack of understanding, okay? But when you have understanding and God gives you moments like this where his word is opened up before you and you have been given keys and knowledge from the Lord and you 
intentionally neglect the word of God, you are walking in disobedience. And this is where we see a generational curse is put upon this person. Don't play around with this. Don't risk it. Don't risk it. Number four, dishonor. Dishonor is another reason for a generational curse. We read this last last time, but in, in Genesis chapter 4, verse 22, it says, And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. But Shem and Japheth took a garment, laid it on both their shoulders, and went backwards and covered the nakedness of their father. Their faces were turned away, and they did not see their father's nakedness. So Noah woke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done to him. And he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants. He shall be to his brethren. He said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem, and may Canaan be his servant. And verse 27, May God enlarge Japheth, and may he dwell in the tents of Shem, and may Canaan be his servants. This is crazy because in this situation, you understand that the dishonoring of his father, the, 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 the blatantness of just saying, I'm going to go around and tell everybody about what somebody in secret, listen, what, what was going on here with Noah at this moment, being drunk and naked in his private quarters, that was wrong. He was, he was suffering with drunkenness. That was something that he was battling. How many of us know people that are battling things, okay? I'm not making light for it. I'm not making light of it. But he was battling something, okay? It was a person who was going around, yep, 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 yep. Let me tell everybody, hey. And he was doing it not in a way of, hey, le- like this is not good. How can we help him? How can we do this? And, and how, how, how can we do something to stop this? It was just, let me just go talk about it. Talking can be dangerous if it's done in a dishonoring and disrespectful way. It can be dangerous. And in fact, in this situation, it led to a generational curse, a curse of servitude. And the thing was, it went right to Canaan, the son of Ham. Went right away. Why does the Bible expose these things? There are how many of times have you, maybe you have even felt like no matter how good you're doing or how well you're doing, you feel like you're like a servant to your family. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like you feel like, you have to keep taking care of them. Like, you have to keep making sure everything's okay with them. You got to sacrifice a lot for them. The Bible is making clear this in this situation, this was actually a curse that was put upon him. That he would be forever a servant. His generations. May God release people this very day as it has been exposed that we would say, Oh Lord, this spirit of dishonor this spirit that has tried from generations where you saw, maybe you saw past generations talking a certain way and the ones before that talked a certain way and now you think it's okay for you to talk a certain way even though you thought knew it was wrong when they did, now you're doing it. In the name of Jesus, may it end today in the name of Jesus that it would not linger and generational curse would be broken right now in the name of Jesus, we pray. Come in agreement and, and give it to God. This is not my word, this is the words of the Lord. Give it to God. Don't give it to me. Don't give it to response. Give it to God. Give it to God. Give it to God right now. God is pulling at your heartstrings and telling you, I don't may not have been the one to even have done this. Maybe it was a generations before me, but God, I thank you for exposing it right now. May it end. May it end. One of the other things that we also read here is, is murder or harm. 
Genesis chapter 4, verse 8 says, Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field, Cain rose up against Abel's brother and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel, your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me and from the ground. So now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hands. This is incredible because in this exact moment, we understand murder or physical harm. I would even go as far as into specific verbal, mental harm, doing things out of intentionally to harm someone else wrongfully. This leads to generational curses. God allowed in his grace and mercy as you continue on for Cain to live. He didn't drop dead, okay? However, he suffered with hatred. He suffered with, uh, uh, with literally being uh, taken away from everyone and everything that was flourishing. The Bible makes it clear that God blessed the lands that Adam and Eve were on. That even though that they committed sin, God still blessed them and with, with the lands that they were on. And so in this situation, he's sent away from that land to another land. This is where you start to see that even though the person may not be dead, they have to now deal with long suffering. And there's scriptures that carry on about what happens with Cain as it goes on. Don't play with this. Now, there are many people, you may not have, I, I you may not have, I, I've killed anybody, okay? <laughs> Maybe someone in your family has that blood speaking out right now in the name of Jesus. May God release you from the generational curse of what this person did before you. Some of the top spiritual curses that we can see sometimes are sickness. Sickness is one of the things that we see often in the Bible where it talks about illnesses. Many times people dealing with, 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 with ailments for generations. Uh, you recognize sometimes it's, it's traced again like we talked about in the beginning with physicians. Oh, all the men on the side, they all suffer with the same, same illness. Um, you know, it's, it's the same, same, same problem. It keeps carrying on. Sickness is a spiritual curse many times. Not always, but many times. Many times. Another one is delay. Delay. You feel like every time you are ready to go and run and move forward, things get delayed. Like, not you. you you're ready. But things keep being delayed. And it affects the household. Maybe, um, you know, all the, 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 the siblings, the parents, the this, whoever, right, that's within the household. Everybody's looking around. Everybody's going through delay. You see the pattern and you say, hold on a second. This might be a generational curse. Number three, lack of financial or financial trouble. A spirit of always not having enough. You can try. You get educated. You, have, uh, you can have a, a good job. Or you try keep trying to get good jobs. You're you're trying to do progress. Maybe you're trying to start a business. Uh, maybe you're uh, purposely applying for scholarships. You're a student. Maybe you're doing different things wherever you are, and you're, you're you you store up food even to make sure you're not behind in that. You try to have a savings or whatever. And every time you try and get ahead, all of a sudden 
this lack comes over you. You don't have enough for some reason, um, for whatever reason. Uh, uh, layoffs keep affecting. Um, maybe you don't. You never get the opportunities other people are getting. Um, every time, maybe uh, I don't know. You get money given to you. It could be like a gift. Oh, happy birthday! I'm giving you this 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 gift. I want you to enjoy yourself and treat yourself and take care of yourself. And you're like, I have to use this, and all of a sudden a bill shows up right away. And you have to put that money towards that, and you can't even use it for something for yourself. And without what it was originally intended for, um, uh, you know, you you, you have uh, money that, that you saved up, and all of a sudden, instantly, it just wiped out because of something that that just appeared out of nowhere. And you take care of one thing, but it keeps popping its head up, keep popping its head up, keep popping its head up. Right? That is a that is and very much is a, a spiritual curse, that a generational curse that has tried to plague you, and you see it go across different family lines. Maybe something that you. Did not even do yourself, but it was in your family line. Lack was in your family line, and it was something you were used to, something that you just have always had to deal with. That is an evil generational spirit, demonic spirit, and by the power of the Holy Spirit right now, we bind that thing up, and it has no right to you in the name of Jesus. It has no right to you in the name of Jesus. Release this right now before the Lord. I will not have the spirit of lack on me, my family, those around me. They will not have this. It will not affect me anymore. I am done with it. I expose it. I cancel it. And we bind it up by the name of Jesus right now. Some of you right now, I feel this very strongly right now as, as I'm praying this. Some of you right now, um, you maybe I don't know maybe where you're at. Maybe you're driving or something. You need to start um, um, saying the names of the different types of bills. Maybe you have. Maybe it's a specific credit card. And even right now, some of you need to actually go and grab these things and put it right now before the Lord. You need to girl, go and grab a bill, grab a credit card. Right? I feel this right now. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Right now, people need to literally give it to God right now and say this evil thing. It's not because of, of us just putting it there. It's just going to happen. It is by faith right now. We are putting this before God and saying this spirit no longer has a hold to me. Give it to God right now. Give it to God right now. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Right now, God, you've given us authority over this right now. Spirits of insanity. Spirit of insanity, another thing that the enemy tries to attack many oftentimes with insanity, driving people where people seem perfectly normal, they seem perfectly fine, and I don't know where they act out in a way that, that's not used to them. Even they don't even act, they're not used to it. How many times do you hear people say, this was a good person, this was a good kid, I don't know why they did this thing. Generational curse. And, and uh, the other one is uh, hatred or attacks, no favor. I talked about this with Cain and Abel just a moment before. You know, where like you feel like you're you're not presenting yourself in any any kind of way that that would uh, be problematic. You you try to be considerate, kind, well caring, and you have constant uh, attacks or people just don't like you, or they just always are against you. And you're like, oh, it's it's probably because I'm a Christian or this. No, 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 no. That may be a generational curse. That lack of favor is not from the Lord. That is not something that God does, grants us. And so right now, we bind up that thing right now in the name of Jesus. We ask right now, God, for your favor to be upon us. And God, anything that has been done from prior generations to current generations, so ourselves, oh God, that may have uh, allowed a doorway to have no favor, to have hatred, to have attacks against us, oh God, we give it to you in your presence right now. We put it before you in the altar. Oh, right now, God, we say, God, freedom, freedom. Freedom, we ex receive your freedom right now in your presence. Join with me in prayer right now. We're going to wrap this up in prayer right now. 
Oh, Lord, we ask you right now all the things that have been exposed in your presence that, God, you would bring freedom. We cannot set ourselves free. We can try and we can try and we can try, but in your presence there is freedom. Oh, God, we give ourselves to you. Change us. Oh, Lord, may it be so infectious, this change, that, God, literally we see households act in ways that people people always expected them to be the same. People always saw them the same, but God, it's no more. It's broken. It's broken right now, God. You can do this, oh Lord. People right now, God, crying and saying, I want change. I want change. I want change, God. I don't want it to be this way in my life. I don't want to have this for the rest of the amount of years that I'm living, suffering with this. Oh Lord, you would hear the cries right now, God, and exposing these generational curses, God, and you are ending them right now, oh God. We give it to you. I ask you that by the power of your Holy Spirit right now, God, you would go and take these things and bind them up, lock them up, and take them away, not even in the area, no more, no more. It has no right to us anymore, God. These people, God, right now, God, in the Spirit, Lord, God, we, 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 we're, we're, we're negotiating in the Spirit. Where this, this thing has no right. These are righteous people. These are people that, God, they, they are no, not doing and not continuing on anymore the wrong things that have been exposed that past generations have done. They don't want any part of it, oh God, and they detach themselves from it right now, oh God. I thank you that, God, you have given us authority in this moment to cut these things off. Cut these things off from us, oh God. We give it to you. We can't do it on our own. Show us what we are to do. Show us how we are to change. Oh, Lord, we thank you for your word, oh God. May it not leave us, but may it permeate in our spirits. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. This is the word of the Lord that we've heard today. There's so much more that can be said, but I thank you for your time. I thank you for, for joining with us. I pray that you would uh, stay connected to us. You would follow Responsi on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Make sure you're following us on these platforms, Spotify. Follow Responsi on Spotify, SoundCloud. Really going to be good. Download the Responsi app. You can buy these shirts, Pray and Believe in God, on the Responsi Bonfire store. It's on our website, Responsi.com. Click on store. It'll take you there. Uh, we also want to encourage you all to follow us and, and to make sure you're subscribed on the Resplendency YouTube channel. You can watch Resplendency's prayer meeting and send those prayer requests to contact at Resplendency.com. That's contact at Resplendency.com. That prayer meeting is coming up at 7 p.m. on Tuesday. Make sure you're watching us live. Share with your friends and family. Join with us in faith and we will see a mighty move of God continuing on. We will not stop until we see complete victory in the name of Jesus. We will see these victories, and we will see our enemies scattered, and these enemies we will see no more, as you said to Moses, God. I thank you that we will see that in our lives. Thank you for sending the tithes and the offerings. Uh, this is a, a great support to, to our, our ministry as we continue to go forward and try to share this word with as many people as possible and all the bills that come along. This is all going to the work of God, and so we thank you for giving your tithes and offerings. Oh, right now I'm going to pray for God. Thank you for these tithes and the offerings. I pray that, God, you would 
uh, help your people, you know, the different needs that they have, God, and as they give, I pray that, Lord, you would see, God, even out of the little that they may even have, or out of the, the many that they have, Lord, you would see their faithfulness, oh God, and that you would pour out your spirit upon them, oh Lord, and in an instant, God, you would do great and mighty things for them, Lord, I thank you, bless them, God, we thank you, God, for them, we give them to you in your presence right now, in Jesus' name. Thank you all so much for being with us. God bless you. We look forward to seeing you soon again. God bless you. And don't forget to stand out and shine for Jesus.